Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my left, I am joined by a resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, Throughout the show, we will be offering our Retirement Rescue Game Plan, which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you'll get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can simply order that by going to Warren wealth.net you put in your information uh, and you'll actually be put on a waiting list to tell you the truth but you will eventually get that retirement rescue game plan delivered free of charge to your front door once again you can get on that waiting list because these things have been going like hotcakes all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net all right um so uh we are officially in the fall season, which I love. The weather has cooled down uh, for the most part, and hopefully it stays cool. You know, I, I've, I've heard that, uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but mm-hmm. I've heard that in winter, uh, we're supposed to have, based on the uh, farmer, the farmer's uh, almanac, Okay, uh, we're supposed to have a pretty uh, cold and potentially snowy uh, winter. Okay. Um all right. I'm not looking forward to that. No. That's yeah. horrible. We haven't had a lot of snow in the last couple of years, at least here regionally, last, right? Last couple of years. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to uh, see. It's, it's weird. Uh, it's all a blur. Yes. Um, but I'm going to enjoy fall and not jump too much there you go. Uh, ahead into winter. Uh, enjoy the present, the present moment. Yes. There you go. That's in. All right. Let's get to some money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. So, you know, um, you know, when, when we talk about retirement, it, it, it can be tough a lot of times to really know where you stand. Um, there's so many uh, different things. You got investments, so you got your retirement accounts, savings, Social Security, insurance. And really, how do all of those pieces fit together? Um, and when you think about it, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, those old school jigsaw puzzles. But, you know, when you think about retirement, um, we're not talking about, uh, those easy kid, you know, 10 piece puzzle sets. We're talking about a thousand piece puzzle set for, for, for some, when we talk about how do all these things uh, fit together and really it's not that complicated, but, um, nevertheless, uh, there are a lot of pieces, uh, in regards to, um, retirement. Um, and so I wanted to uh, spend some time uh, this segment talking about uh, these these puzzle pieces, these retirement puzzle pieces, if you will. Um, and let's start with uh, the one that most people are pretty much familiar with, and that's just the uh, investment piece of the puzzle. 
And so when, you know, you have this investment piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, it boils down to what investments do you have? Um, are they uh, risky or are they safe? And I would dare to say that as people inch towards retirement, they probably have a little too much risk in their portfolio. And that's simply because uh, when they initially started with their company retirement plans, and this is what we see most of the time, you initially start with your company retirement plan and uh, you uh, invest in pretty much a lot of times uh, the most aggressive funds. Uh, and this is, you know, just, just generally speaking, and you kind of set it and forget it. And initially when you would invest in those company retirement, uh, that, that company retirement plan and those 401ks and those IRAs and those mutual funds, you're a lot younger, right? We're talking about your starting, your investing career. You pick aggressive funds, you set it and forget it and never look back. And then it gets to the point where you're close to retirement. And as you get closer to retirement, you need to take some of that risk off the table because that investment piece of the puzzle uh, is, is, is important because that is how you're building up that nest egg and you don't want your investments to fall at the wrong time. And that is when you're basically about to retire and when you need it the most. Um, and so you got to always look at that risk level with, with that investment piece. And then of course you still want that good solid rate of return. So you have to, uh, look for investments that are going to give you a moderate, nice, solid rate of return but with the least amount of risk. And sometimes that is tough, but that's one of the pieces to the puzzle. And then, of course, once you retire, let's talk about uh, uh, these guaranteed income streams. So you have the Social Security piece of the puzzle. And when we talk about Social Security, we're talking about when should you take it. Uh, you have generally three ages that most people think about it. There's a lot of different ways to claim social security, but most people think of it, uh, in these simplistic terms and, uh, terms. And I'm going to, uh, stick with that too. So do you take it early and you can take it as early as 62? Do you take it at full retirement age? I wish for most people 66, 67, or do you take it when you can get these enhanced benefits? And that is at, at 70 is the, the latest or, or when, when these enhanced benefits stop. And so uh, that Social Security piece sometimes can be complicated because if you're still working and you take it early, there's that uh, quote unquote penalty that you have if you make over a certain amount of money. I think right now it's right, right around $18,000. So you have to take that into effect. Obviously, once you're at full retirement age, it doesn't matter if you have other income coming in. Uh, that's no big deal. And then it's like, well, oh, if I don't necessarily need it at full retirement age, uh, should I go ahead and wait until 70? Because if you don't know, uh, once you hit full retirement age uh, and you don't take Social Security, it bumps up by 8% each year all the way up to 70. And so if we just use your full retirement age at 66 uh, and we go to 70, that's four years of 8% bump, which is a 32% overall bump to your Social Security. So do you take it at 70? And then, of course, there's all the spousal benefits. Of course, your spouse can get half of yours and maybe let, uh, um, if we're talking about a husband and wife and, and the wife's taking uh, half of the husband's, you know, she may, if she worked, she can let hers grow and then take hers at full retirement age. I'm sorry, at, at full retirement age or at, at 70. Uh, so there's a lot of different things uh, to take into account when we're talking uh, specifically about that social security piece. All right. And speaking of mailbox money, for some, it used to be a lot more than others. For some, there's the pension piece of the puzzle. And when we talk about pensions, um, you know, do you take it um, as those, do you take your pension as uh, 
was designed since its inception, which is a, a, a monthly payout, monthly payout for life, or now do you take that lump sum? Some pensions have a lump sum option where you can take it and roll it over into your IRA and go from there. And so, you know, those are questions that, uh, that need to be answered. Uh, if, if you're looking to take the payout, a lot of times there's uh, four or five different options of how you can take that payout uh, where you can add uh, survivorship benefits uh, onto that. Um, you know, if, uh, um, if you if you're concerned about your spouse getting those survivor benefits, um, of course you get more well, in regards to pension. If you don't take the survivorship benefits, uh, there's a, a bigger payout. Um, I, I generally don't suggest, uh, especially if you're married, uh, I don't suggest uh, not taking the uh, survivorship benefits simply because um, you know you want to make sure that you uh, are taking care of uh, your spouse moving forward. Because plus, I've seen um, if we if we go back to Social Security. Um, and, 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 and we talk about pensions. So let's talk about mailbox money real quick and what can potentially happen with this mailbox or guaranteed money if you have a pension and if you have Social Security. So, so you have, and I, I've, I've, I've seen this before, so you have uh, two working, uh, a husband and a wife, they both work, so they both get Social Security, right? The husband has a pension, and so they're getting a pension and they're two social securities. But because they wanted the bigger pension payout, they did not choose the survivorship option. All right. And so everything's fine for the first uh, eight years of retirement. But then the husband dies. All right. So what happens to that income? What happens to those three income streams, right? Three income streams, husband pension, husband social security, and then the wife social security. What happens is two of those income streams go away. The husband dies. No survivorship benefit. That pension's gone, right? No, uh, that, that social security could potentially be gone because now the wife has a choice of choosing the higher of the social security amount. So either she's going to take his if his was higher and then hers goes away or she keeps hers because hers is higher and his goes away. That is a punch in the gut from an income standpoint if there's not that, at least that survivorship benefit. Because when one spouse dies, you already know one of those social securities is going to go away anyway. But if you have a pension option and you take that pension option, take those survivor benefits so that other spouse is taken care of. So that's a piece of the puzzle. You also have the healthcare piece of, of the retirement puzzle, right? Um, Medicare, uh, we know that Medicare kicks in at 65, but it doesn't cover everything. So you need some sort of supplement there. Of course, the insurance piece of the puzzle. Uh, do you need to continue and, and hold on to life insurance uh, once you're retired? Uh, some do, some don't. Um, what about long-term care? The odds of um, a spouse having to go to a long-term care facility uh, jumps up precipitously once you both reach age 65. Uh, annuities. Annuities are an insurance product. Do you have an annuity? Do you needed a new, do you need an annuity? If you have an annuity, how does it work? Hopefully it's not a variable annuity, but that uh, is a piece of the puzzle. So that insurance piece is there. And then of course, lastly, what we talk about here a lot is the tax piece of this retirement puzzle. Um, we know that taxes are one of your biggest expenses. Uh, most people have their money saved in that tax deferred bucket. So you're going to be taxed at your uh, highest marginal 
tax tax income rate uh, when you pull that money out, and how can you minimize taxes moving forward? So there are a lot of pieces to this retirement puzzle, and how do they all fit together? Um, and that's something that you uh, really have to, to, to think about once you are in retirement or once you're close to retirement. And I'm going to continue this discussion because I know that when you stop and think about how these elements fit together, it can be overwhelming. And I am here to take that burden that you're feeling on your shoulders as I'm talking about all these pieces of the puzzle. I'm going to lift that and take that off in the next segment. All right. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. All right. This this is uh, Kenny Loggins. You don't even know the song, do you? Mm -hmm. Nope. This is Danger Zone. From Top Gun. Okay. You know Top Gun, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise. Scene where he slides across the hallway. Is that Top Gun? Are you for real? Yeah. Oh. Hold on. No, Stop the music. It's not. No, that's risky business. Oh. This is Top Gun when he's flying planes. Yes, yes. Oh my god. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Oh wow. I definitely watched that movie too. Oh, wow. I did. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, this song came out in 1986, number two on the charts. Uh, by the way, uh, Tom Cruise is coming back with uh, Maverick Top Gun 2, I guess. So yeah. He's like the old guy now, teaching the young bucks mm. a little something-something right. about flying planes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. I cannot believe that you were thinking Top Gun was risky business when he slides across the room in his underwear and shirt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's okay. At least I got the actor right. I'll let pass because, um, geez, I don't know why. No, actually, I didn't let it pass. I had to stop the music, so I didn't let it pass. So, wow. And we're still talking about it. We are because that's unbelievable. I know the listeners out there are just like, what the? Wow. No, Risky Business, Top Gun, two different movies. Okay. Anyway. Same actor, though. All right, so um, we're back. Marcus Warren Show. So I left off uh, the last uh, segment before the break. Uh, we were talking about the retirement puzzle pieces, and I went and I listed uh, seven or eight puzzle pieces that are out there and um, mentioned that, you know, it can be overwhelming. Um and, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it can be tough to know where you stand. That's why once you hit um, that uh, retirement top of the mountain, that summit, um, I always think that uh, that's when uh, it's very imperative and important for most to, to work with um, uh, good fiduciary uh, advisors who can evaluate all of those pieces of the puzzle and then create some sort of uh, comprehensive plan that is customized. Because when you first start off going up that retirement mountain, there's not too much to worry about. Um, Really, there's not hardly anything to worry about except for the investment piece. You start your, uh, your job, you invest in that company retirement plan, or you open up a brokerage account or your IRA account, and you're making money from your employer and you just are putting money in trying to build up 
that nest egg uh, for the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years uh, of your working career. But then you get up to the summit of that retirement mountain. And then that's when things change. That's when all those other puzzle pieces that I listed, social security piece, uh, pension piece, if you have a pension, healthcare piece, the insurance piece, uh, the tax piece of the puzzle, and of course, still the investment piece, retirement accounts piece of the puzzle. That's when... um, that's when they all come into play and you have to see how, how, how they fit together because now it's time to descend down that retirement mountain. And so as you're going down with that investment piece, you have to think about, like, like I talked about earlier, uh, the risk that, that, that's in the portfolio um, uh, with that healthcare piece. Are you generally healthy? A couple, a, a couple that's 65 years and older can expect to spend through the course of their retirement over, over $295,000 and that is with Medicare, because Medicare doesn't cover everything. And that's if you're generally healthy. If you're not healthy, um, that piece of the puzzle, or that healthcare puzzle can be really daunting. Um, and so as you're going down, there's a, a bunch of different pitfalls. Are you withdrawing your money too quickly? What about uh, sequence of returns? What if you hit a down market right when you retire? Because statistics show that once you retire, uh, and if you have a few down years right out of the gate of retirement, it can dramatically affect uh, how long your assets last. Uh, on the flip side, if you retire and the market just shoots straight up, then you're looking pretty good. You don't really have too much to worry about, even if you do experience down years later in life. Um, and so one of the ways that we mitigate um, a sequence of return risk, uh, at least in our office, um, we try to come up with an income plan, and we actually uh, utilize um, another kind of bucket strategy, an, an income bucket strategy, where we uh, try to cushion uh, our, our clients' assets uh, for that first uh, five years uh, for, uh, right out of uh, retirement. So, um, so if the market does drop, uh, those assets that are in that, uh, that one- to five-year retirement income bucket it's not going to be affected and I'm not going to get into it because this is the radio and it's more of a visual thing that I, that that I, that I show clients. But um, the bottom line is this, once you hit the top of that retirement mountain and start to descend, that is when, just like in mountain climbing, when most accidents and deaths happen is on the way down. And so when we're talking about these pieces of the puzzle, um, we're talking about uh, all these pitfalls that can happen in retirement. Uh, I always say that it's good to um, uh, make sure that you're working with a good fiduciary advisor because, uh, you know, I find that most people nearing retirement, that they lack some sort of comprehensive retirement plan that takes into consideration all of those uh, elements um, because many people don't have a, a full uh, retirement plan. They basically just have what I call stuff. You just kind of have stuff investments all over the place, right? You'll have a a 401k account from an old employer that you haven't looked at or rolled over. You have your current 401k account. You'll have two or three IRAs. Why? I don't know why people will have, people walk in the door and they'll have two or three IRAs. Um, Not sure uh, what the logic is behind that. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, at least what I hear, the logic is that they're diversified. And um, that's not a diversified by having a, an IRA at Fidelity, an IRA at 
TD Ameritrade and, and an IRA at, at Schwab. That's the, that's not diversification because most of the time when I look at those uh, IRAs, they all basically have the same large cap mutual funds in them. So that's uh, not diversification. Anyway, I digress. But uh, um, generally, people just have stuff kind of all over the place. And so you have to, to, to make sure that um, you're, uh, you have a cohesive plan can't just have stuff laying around. Like, like I said, a job, you left a job, have an old 401k somewhere, uh, you have an IRA, but you have no idea what it's invested in or what fees you're paying. Um, and so you really can't know where you stand for retirement until you have someone look at that first and evaluate it and then tie it all in together. Bottom line is this. The takeaway is this. You have to have a plan, right? You have to have a plan. And so what we do uh, to uh, kind of educate uh, our, our clients and uh, the public on how all, all of these pieces fit together and, and what's important is we, we do it a, a couple of different ways. If you are not a client, we generally like to have these workshops and, and seminars that, that we'll have where we'll educate clients on um, a lot of the things the, that I talked about, right? Social Security, um, uh, taxation, um, uh, investment, uh, how to safeguard, uh, your assets. Um, that's important. Um, and we'll have those workshops and then we give people the opportunity, uh, to, to meet with us and talk about their specific situation. And then for, uh, current clients, we try to, um, you know, I know we're, we're we are in the midst of, uh, launching, uh, an investor, Academy, so to speak, where um, there's a, a one-stop shop, so to speak, with uh, resources, videos, information on uh, investments and retirement. You see, one of the th- one of the things that uh, generally happens, for the most part, when um, you know you're working with a client, or even if you're talking to uh, someone at a workshop or, or uh, a seminar, whatever that may be, is you get a lot of affirmative head nods people as you're talking people are like yeah yeah okay i understand yeah yeah i'm you know you're sitting in with an annual review with the client um or just a a meeting with a potential client and everyone's shaking their head yeah yeah okay i understand i get it i get it i get it and by the time they hit the parking lot most of the time they forgot what you said they're like wait a minute how does how does that thing work again? What, what are we invested in? How does it work? And if it's not by the time they get to the parking lot, you know, with clients, uh, a lot of times, you know, around uh, month 10, you know, 11, you know, they're wondering, how does this work again? You know, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons why we have why we have mandatory annual meetings, where, you know, we want to at least make sure that we touch base, because number one, that plan that we talk about putting together, it is an organic plan. It is a living and breathing plan, meaning that we know that things change, situations change, people uh, get ill, uh, people want to travel more, people uh, die. Um, you know, there's unexpected expenses. Uh, there's weddings to pay for. There's, uh, you know, cars uh, that uh, need to be purchased. Uh, maybe not need to be purchased, but want to be purchased. And we know that a lot of those uh, things happen throughout the course of retirement. And you have to have that that plan that is flexible. And that is uh, one of the reasons why, one, we meet to see if there's any particular changes in that client's life. And then secondly, 
um, it's a it's just a reinforcement, a reeducation, if you will, of uh, why why we're doing what we're doing, what you have, what you own, how it works, how it fits into the plan, uh, uh, you know, from a, a comprehensive standpoint. And people walk away and they're like, oh yeah, I get it. Uh, now I know. And you know what? Knowing is half the battle, GI Joe. All right, we are done here. Head it to the next segment. And you know what's going on in the next segment? We're going to have your emails. We're going to answer your emails. I know you're excited for that. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. Kind of sounds like this. Hey. There we go. Right, Ghostbusters. You know, this is Ray Parker Jr. Uh huh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. From the movie Ghostbusters, of course. Now, have you seen this one? You probably haven't seen this one. Did you see the one with uh, the girls in it? No. Miss Melissa McCarthy and them? I, I don't not. think anyone saw that. I don't think it did well. Not that one. I don't think it did well. Anyway, this song, Ray Parker Jr. 1984. Okay. We are number one in the U.S., number two in the U.K. Wow. Yeah. This is a big movie. This is really good. I think they're doing a... Um, Part two? Yeah, of like the this Ghostbusters, the okay. ones with Dan Aykroyd and, and uh, Bill Murray. I don't know if they're in it, but you might want to look hmm. that up. Anyway, by the way, uh, this song sounds a lot like um, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. Um, I think there was litigation back in the day. Uh-oh. Anybody out there listening. But anyway, what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah, we have a show to do. Welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request that retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Like I said, these things have gone like hotcakes. So right now we are still out of stock. We Hopefully we have some uh, next week. Um, to to send out, but get on that wait list because it is first come first serve. Uh, that retirement rescue game plan is basically a physical packet of information that helps rescue your retirement from all the risk that threaten your nest egg. We're talking about market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You got to protect your hard earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net and get put on that wait list there you go there is another ghostbusters coming out after ghostbusters afterlife coming out in november yeah there see i thought so is is dan Aykroyd in that and too bill murray yep. bill murray oh Looks like well, they're probably that. gonna make a cameo yeah there you or go. i don't know if they'll be it'll be their sons or something that are yeah. new ghostbusters right. i don't know anyway but that's good that'd be cool uh let's do some emails here <laughs> yes it's email email time it's time to check the mail Hey, listeners, don't forget, if you have a question for Marcus, you can now leave us a message on the Ask Marcus line. How does it work? Mm. Well, just call 502-622-1337. Leave a message with your question. If it's a good one, it might be featured on the show. Just call the Ask Marcus line at 502-622-1337, and you might hear your question on the show. I I think people are, you know, we haven't, uh, you know, really gotten... Too many, many of those, and yeah. So I think people are scared to. Yeah, they think know. we're going to reject their question because I say if it's a good one, we'll feature it. Well, I mean the same with these emails yeah, that come true. in. I mean we don't 
yeah. answer we do, all we of do them. delete like 98 percent no, no i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh you know i don't know maybe it's you know the hearing your voice you know people don't like mm-hmm. the sound of their own voice yeah like i do actually i don't but um you know my nasally uh, drone that you know how i sound but i you know a lot of people thinking oh my voice is going to be on the radio yeah i don't like the sound of my voice <laughs> and no one else will either but it doesn't matter people ask the question call that number give that number one more time 502-622-1337 yes call leave a message i want to we want to change this up anyway so she'll have to now read me an email okay (laughs) first one today is from joan she says i've been contributing to my company 401k since i started working i haven't really touched it because it's just been going up over the years should i make changes and if so what changes should i make hey um, so Joan, you're, you're in the same boat as most people who have a 401k plan. Uh, I talk about this in my workshops when, you know, think about it. When, when companies began to implement the 401k, it really put a lot of burden on the employees to save for retirement. Um, and I call it the great risk shift. Um, back when employers provided pensions for their employees, uh, no one had to worry about uh, funding your own retirements, right? Now it is on all of our shoulders. And we have to decide uh, how that 401k is going to be invested now. And most people don't make changes uh, along the way. I think I said it in the in the first segment, you know, people kind of set it and forget it. However, making changes as you get closer to retirement is extremely important. If you're about five years or less away from retirement, it's important to reallocate away from some of those riskier options because you don't want a huge unexpected market drop to basically cut your 401k savings in half. Um, something that many people experienced in in 2008 when they thought, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to retire. 2008 is, is, is my retire date. And they're in that uh, in their cubicle, that big wall calendar Xing off the days as it gets closer to retirement in 2008. And then bam, because they didn't make any changes to their 401k, of course, we had the Great Recession and the market dropped uh, basically to half. And then you had a decision to make. Do you retire with less or do you just continue to work? Uh, Even in early uh, 2020 in March, when the market dropped 30% in 16 days, I bet that rattled a lot of people who planned on retiring in March of 2020 or even in April of 2020, because it didn't even bounce back that quickly. So um, I always suggest that you reallocate to lower risk alternatives. Um, When you get closer to retirement, if you need assistance with that, we definitely can help uh, Joan. Uh, Just go to talktomarcus.com. That uh, pulls up my uh, calendar and we can talk. I think that's a good, um, good thing to think about and something we don't think about you do talk about this in in your workshops it's so weird how we go through these huge societal shifts and we don't really think about it we just kind of accept it because that's just how things are but back when companies used to uh, provide employees with pensions the employees didn't have to worry about taking money out of their paycheck they took their entire paychecks home minus you know some taxes that they might have had to pay yeah um and and now you go home with less because one is if you you know, want to contribute to your retirement, which is now all on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, you're going to go home with less. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's, it basically is, is pulling, uh, money, uh, that could go to, you know, uh, other expenses, things of that nature. 
So that's one. And then just like you're saying, then on top of that, it basically made um, or has, has made, you know, the employee into, you know, investment managers, especially when they first came out, because it was like, here, here's this basket of mutual funds here. Here's, you know, five or six choices. Go ahead and choose. Right. And especially way back then. Now we have the, uh, the Google machine mm-hmm. where at least we can do some quote unquote research right. on at least some of these well, things and right. get some guidance. But shoot back, you know, 20, 30, you know, years ago, um, 40 years ago now, I don't even know when the eighties are. So the eighties is what, 40 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. There was, Mm -hmm. there was always that barrier to entry. And so you just didn't, you didn't, you didn't have all that information. Yeah. Sad. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do another. Okay. Uh, Ron says my 401k statement says that I can expect to create an income of about 4,000 a month from my current account balance. Well, that's nice. He says, is that accurate? Oh, um, dang, Ron. I would, well, um, I guess if your 401k statement says it, then it makes it true. Um, really you have to kind of read between the lines, um, with, uh, with these 401k statements that, that, that put that on there. Um, basically what what those 401k statements do is they estimate your expected income and they use what's called that 4% rule, which states that you can take out 4% of your total account balance each year. Um, this estimate that the, that estimate makes the assumption that, uh, you're going to continue contributing the same amount to your 401k until you retire. And it also assumes a specific rate of return, usually around eight to 10%, eight to 10%. So if all of those remain constant, uh, then you'll likely be able to pull that income from your account. The only problem, Ron, is that nothing is ever constant. The stock market is volatile, as we've recently seen. It doesn't move in a straight line, um, and it will likely continue to be volatile over the next few years, just like it has the last uh, 100 years, right? It just goes up, it goes down. Um, so it's important that you plan for the volatility as well. That's the one thing that that's certain, right, is that there's going to be volatility in the market. And in our office, we utilize, uh, I said this earlier, a bucket income strategy when allocating our, our clients' portfolios. Basically, we, we break up their investments into buckets based on how soon they're going to need to pull the money out. And we allocate it to that timeline. So while the income amount on your 401k statement might give you a snapshot of where you stand today, hey, as a matter of fact, uh, I recently looked at a 401k statement that talked about retirement income that uh, this particular um, uh, gentleman was going to receive and uh, he had a decent amount of money in there, but the income that they projected that he'd be able to pull was insane. And of course, in the fine print, it, it included Social Security. What oh, does it okay. include? It included, uh, I think it was like 4% of him pulling money out, but it was all these other factors that had nothing to do with the amount that he had in that 401k, which, you know, I thought was just a, a little misleading when you, uh, um, when you think about it. Anyway, if you need a, more of a, a comprehensive plan for income and retirement, uh, Ron, uh, of course, uh, my office can help. Uh, just go to talktomarcus.com, brings up my calendar, and we can schedule that uh, quick 15-minute phone call to get started, you know, so so there you go. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that was the first time that, that I saw, mm-hmm. you know, that projected retirement income yeah. on a 401k statement that... And they were making assumptions about his social security. That wasn't and... linked. I've seen it linked to the actual 
amount that's on the 401k. So if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in your 401k and you're looking at income that's going to last for the next 20, 30 years, that income number is fairly low. Right. But this one, I forgot the amount of the, the 401k, but the income number that they had didn't match up to to what that uh, amount in that 401k was. And then, of course, upon further review and breaking out the microscope and seeing the uh, the fine print hmm. uh, or magnifying glass, I had to break out a microscope. Okay, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you were uh, really analyzing this, that 401k right. statement, huh? Uh, yes, all the 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 fibers of the paper and yeah. everything. Yeah, it was insane. But no, great. Put on your goggles and your white coat. <laughs> But but breaking out the uh, the magnifying glass, you're able to read that fine print and add it almost everything else in there. You might even had a small pension in there that they were trying to add. I don't know. It was just hmm. an weird. exorbitant amount. Anyway, that's wild. Yeah, you got to be I careful when you're looking at those numbers I on know. those statements. I know. Plus all those assumptions, linear assumptions. It's 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 this malarkey, I tell you. And they also malarkey. They also don't, of course, because it, it, this is you can't make this assumption. But they also don't take into account taxes. They never take into that. account taxes, which is huge, mm-hmm. huge. As a uh, former president used to say, huge. That's right. Anyway. That's right. Um, I think that's an important point you just made. I don't know if we have uh, any more time left. Um, about uh, time horizon when you're when you're picking those investments, um, you know, on both when you're just starting out, you've yeah. got a lot longer time horizon. You're able to afford to be invested into some of those more, more risky um uh, equities, uh, things like that, mm-hmm. versus when you get closer to retirement, you really do have to make those changes because yeah, that's when because you don't want to risk, it. risk right. yeah. But And, by the way, last thing, they try to remedy that with these target date funds. Mm, not sure about these target date funds either because they have a lot of internal fees and it's not always the best. So don't just jump into a target target date fund and say, Marcus, problem solved, because it's probably not. And then the problem with those two is that there's so many of them. You know, you could have four different target date funds that well, are all 2025 and they all have different uh, investment combinations. They're not going to all be the, the same type, you know, Vanguard 2025 fund versus a TD Ameritrade 2025 fund versus a BlackRock 2025 fund. Oh, right, they're all right, 2025, right, right. but they, they still have right, different. Right. It's their philosophy of what right. 2025 is. You are right. All right, coming up next. We're going to get into some news you can news and news you can use and news you can't use. This is the Marcus Warren Show. Nice. So this is a movie theme song day. This is from Greece. Of course, Summer Nights. John Travolta, Olivia Newton John. Came out in 1978. Okay. Number five in the U.S., number one in the U.K. All right. From the movie Greece, of course. I don't know if I said that. So Love this movie. Loved it. I've probably seen this movie few hundred times okay. at the least yeah no doubt that's no no high part no hyperbole i'm glad we're finally playing a song i know finally introduced introduced it to my kids and everything good stuff anyway it's good stuff this good is stuff. good stuff it's a good movie yeah, it is i mean even though um 
It's funny because they were high school students, <laughs> yeah. but they looked every bit of 30 years old. Yeah, they did. And didn't care. Nope. Didn't really notice it until, um, you know, until you watch it years later. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's different. It's, um, it's funny. You know, it's weird because if you look at older pictures, like even like pictures from like high school yearbooks from the 70s well, or 60s, people do, I mean, the kids do look older than they do now, or it's, no, so it seems. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, just watch 90210. Those, those kids were all, oh, yeah. every bit of 28 and 30 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird how, uh, how we do that. Anyway. Anyway, so, um, oh, it's time. You know what it's time for? It's time for some news you can use. Well, the White House on Thursday began to advise federal agencies to prepare for the first government shutdown of 2021. Uh, The administration's Office of Management and Budget is taking some steps to let department and agency leaders know that if the new appropriations bill isn't approved by the September 30th deadline that's coming up, they are expected to execute shutdown plans later this week. Efforts to pass a new budget are underway on Capitol Hill. House Democrats earlier this week approved a measure to fund the government, suspend the debt ceiling, and approve emergency aid, such as disaster relief. But that proposal is expected to stall in the Senate. Shocking. Where Republicans are unanimous in their opposition to any bill that attempts to raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a political story. Um, so don't want to get... Uh Political, but it's 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 interesting when uh, the debt ceiling debate always comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's generally when uh, the opposing side not, is no in, in no. There's generally when there's not a, a, a Republican president. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's not a Republican president is when the debt ceiling the debt ceiling uh, talks come in. Yeah. Um, although they've raised the debt ceiling about seventy four times, and it's just fodder. They're going to raise it. You know, do do you know what the um, do you know what the uh, um, that ceiling is, by the way. Nope. They just allow us to basically take print more debt. money, take more debt, sell our bonds. Yeah. That's all they're going to do. Yeah. And so that's how we create money. It's funny because I was, I was asked in a, um, uh, a workshop, you know, how do we, how does the government come up with, with all this money, all this money mm-hmm. to spend? I'm like, well, we got that money tree. We just basically print oh, yeah. it, you know, and it's the debt ceiling is once you hit it, it's that maximum amount of um, money that the U.S., uh, U.S. Treasury can mm-hmm. borrow okay. um, by selling their bonds. And so they're just going to raise it. And we're going to be able to borrow more money and go into more debt because that's what we do here in the great U.S. of A. Yay. Hmm. All right, what else you got? That's wild. Anyways, <laughs> well, hey, speaking of debt and treasury and banks and all that by stuff. By the way. Yeah. See, uh, you know, you see, you, what, why did you bring a political story Uh-oh. into this? I don't know. Um, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, uh, it was raised around 70s or so times. The most, I think, under Reagan. Ronald Highest Reagan. Highest debt? 18 times. Oh, the, the debt de- ceiling was raised. Oh, okay. 18 times under Reagan. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I just um, don't, I don't know what, if we just keep doing it and, and you know, we haven't fallen apart yet, then I don't understand yep, why. Yeah, I guess, we, can we just That's keep it kicking it down forever and ever? Yeah, we can. Because we're the U.S. of A. We can do what we want to. Anyway, what you got, <laughs> Next. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, something just happened in my... Here we go. China's central bank renewed its tough talk on Bitcoin this week, 
calling oh, all me. digital uh, currency okay. activities illegal and vow, uh, vowing to crack down on the really? market. They're illegal? saying, yep, they're saying you can't. In a Q&A posted on its website, the People's Bank of China said services offering trading, order matching, token issuance, and derivatives for virtual currencies are strictly prohibited. Yeah, the regulation for the cryptocurrency is on the way, and that is going to rattle uh, the cryptocurrency market. It, it, it's gonna, it's just, it, it, it's the big shakedown. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, you know, I, I feel like it's, um, it's weird how we, you know, we never learn from past mm-hmm. mistakes. Yeah, you know that greed just kicks in because it reminds me of the dot com bubble. Heck, we had a real estate bubble. We had mm-hmm. tulip bubble way back in the 1600s or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so, and here we are now with this cryptocurrency um, craze and bubble, so to speak. And, you know, and it's just this unregulated wild, wild west that's out there. And now once the heavy hand of the government comes in, whether it's China, whether it's the U.S., because that's really uh, the regulations for cryptocurrency is on the way, uh, even here in the U.S., Mm It is going to it's going to be a big shakedown. Now there are going to be you know survivors just like when the dot com bubble burst. You know pets dot com, all these internet companies that had no revenues and whatever, all they all you know went into the ashes. Mm-hmm. But you know a, a lot of these companies uh, ended up you know coming out from those ashes. Not a lot, but some of those companies came out from the ashes and have survived, and that's why we have this internet and this uh, this this uh, these tech stocks and things that we still have now. And I think the same is going to happen with cryptocurrency, where there's so many people just focus oh, yeah. on Bitcoin. You probably can type in how many cryptocurrencies there are, and mm-hmm. there's a crap load. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is once this regulation comes down, it wipes out all the, the fraudulent, uh, shady ones. Um, and brings everything down, you know, to uh, to the ground, and then it starts to rebuild again. There's, you know, cryptocurrency is going to be here. It's going to be here for a while, but I think that there's not going to be how many sixty five hundred. Right, exactly. Um, I think eventually that number will come down, and then yeah. we'll be able to get at least some some stable things. It's a stable coin and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't even like, know what that means. It's confusing. Yes, it, it, it is. It, 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 I, I look at it. I've studied it. And I still don't understand it. It's insane. Yeah. But and I think that I, the, I think regulate, you know, and then in mm-hmm. this instance, I think regulation is good. Yeah. And the next crackdown is probably going to be from a tax standpoint, too. Oh. You know, the IRS has Something. been talking about um, tracking crypto transactions. And, you know, it's, you, people have been getting away with it for a long time and, because and what, there have been no regulations. And what's rules. unfortunate is all these people looking to, right now, what I call Bitcoin um, and cryptocurrency is especially the ones that are just a buck or whatever. And now you can buy uh, fractional shares. Yes. People have been just trying to uh, stack up their lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let, yeah. Let's get Dogecoin at, you know, 15 cents and mm-hmm. just see if it goes up to $50,000 like Bitcoin. Let, let's get Ethereum, you know, at this amount, you know, and, and see if, 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 if I can get on that come up. Everyone's trying to cash in that lottery ticket. And unfortunately, everyone, most people lose. Almost, almost everyone loses. If you look at the odds, that's what happens. And I think that once you got in at, you know, a certain amount of money, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, all these other uh, coins or whatever it is, 
and the shakedown and the regulations happen yeah, and they drop down 80, 90%, mm-hmm. people are going to jump out and get scared and lose a lot yeah. of money. Oh, yeah. Know. Anyway. I was reading an article about, that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes even professional investors uh, make is that they are good at picking, you know, good at uh, picking the stocks to buy. But when it comes to sell, they, they're, right. you're supposed to, you're, you know, think about it sell slow mm-hmm. and they end up just making those rash decisions like you're, like you're saying. That greed sell fast. kicks in. Yeah. Remember, there's bulls and bears in Wall Street. Bulls make money, bears make money. But the pigs, my friend, the pigs get slaughtered. Now, thank you, D, for that news. You can use and if we left everyone with that, that would be enough. But of course, we got to give you more. And what would it be like without the news you can't use? You know what? I was going to skip this story, but because it's kind of a news, it's kind of in between. But here we go. Young investors have a new strategy for uh, getting rich, blowing it up, like you just said. Watching financial disclosures for sitting members of Congress to get their stock tips. So among a community of investors on TikTok, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's stock trading disclosures are a treasure trove. Uh, One user said, shout uh, shout out to Nancy Pelosi, the stock market's biggest whale. She's been dubbed the queen of investing on TikTok. People basically look at the public disclosures from a lot of politicians, you know, some main ones like... Pelosi, and uh, basically say, hey, she knows what's going to happen. She's making these stock decisions based on some insider information she knows. legislation based on... Exactly. So why don't we just do what she does and we'll be rich. I mean, has that worked out for anybody? Because generally the the masses tend to be late to the game. Right. You know, and they'll get, you know, they always get the news late. So once, it's just like to go back to tech stocks. You knew there was going to be a tech bubble burst once grandma started talking about investing in this thing called the internet (laughs) you know and that's when okay it's over the party's over grandma's here everybody go home it's over and so it's like once you know you look at the disclosures but they've been in it for a while and they've probably made money and you might get in and make a little bit and then you know it's just yeah we're always the masses main street always end up being too late always late to to the the game game. yeah well there uh don't know of any success stories but there is a professor who studied whether uh market movements uh uh based on congressional disclosures um affect the market and his suggestions show that it does because oh i'm sure just end up taking action after they see those disclosures. After. Hey. Afterwards. Right. After the news. Of right. Course. After the news. Anyway, there you go. Thank you, D. For that news you can't use. And we all know what that music means. It means come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week and take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com.
Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.